Is this thing on? Oh my god, I'm so sorry I'm late, but I had other things to be doing. Not really. Um, hi everyone, <laughs> welcome to Uncensored Radio. As you can see, it's a small group of um very special individuals today. Luke is coming, but he's fashionably late, so TikTok, my friend. I don't know if you're watching yet, but um, yeah, welcome. We want to say happy Thanksgiving to our American friends. If you'll notice, we're all Australian on the panel happy today. Um, ha- yeah, happy to, you know, happy genocide day. I'm anti this day, kind of... so I'm just going to chime yeah. in and be negative, Nance. Exactly. Fun. I was going to say, <laughs> it's lucky that we don't have any like genocidal holidays to celebrate, right, guys? <laughs> we're so good. Hey, we're so fortunate. So, Miss Brooke, how are you this week? I am good. I am good. I've uh, spent the whole week looking after my extremely unwell child and he's getting on my nerves. So look, he's someone else's issue next week. It's fine. He's someone else's bad problem <laughs> when it's all good. And I have a fresh, lovely new face joining us today. We have the lovely Sorry, I just felt, like, How smiling. are you? I'm going to come and zoom in on you. Oh, We're going to talk all about you in a second, but just introduce yourselves mm-hmm. to the folks at home. Hello, my name is Marissa Soroka. My pronouns are she, they. Um, yeah, I am a friend of Steve's from school, from high school. Oh, so we're going to get fun. back there. To, yeah. We're going to talk all <laughs> about it. And here we go. Better late than never. Hi. Hello, everybody. Hi, Luke. How are you today? We're going to go straight to you. Oh, we're going to do a how am I? Okay. Um, I'm not going to be honest because I've been on the phone for two hours of the ATO and that's something riveting you all want to live through as well. Um, (laughs) No, I'm doing great otherwise. Um, I know it's Thanksgiving in America, but I thought we'd just Australian this up. I even got out a little wala. Yeah, mate. So I'm doing okay. Oh, look, how we have we have an American, we have an American calling in on the line. Hello, Mr. Dylan Cody, co-host Supreme. We've been missing you, sir. I hope you're well. I hope you're full of turkey and all that kind of thing. So yeah, we have we have a special guest today. We're not going to bury the lead. The lovely Marissa Soroka has agreed to join us. Now, as she just dropped the ball, I have known the lovely Marissa for many, many, many moons now. Too many to count, I think. But, Marissa, (laughs) I'm going to do something, and you're probably not going to be happy about it. Um, I've known Marissa this long. (laughs) Oh, I'm okay with this. Baby Marissa, everyone. in your eyes, little one. Where do you go to dream? To a place we all know. The land of make-believe. That's all. That's all we'll do. That's oh, all I look we'll do. exactly the same. How cute are I have you? not grown at all. <laughs> yeah, no, probably not, hey. Yeah, not at all. So not changed. Still the same. From Newcastle, Australia, do you want to tell them a little bit about starting, well, pretty much starting your career in Starstruck, right? Talk about oh, Starstruck yes. for these people. <laughs> Talk about Starstruck. It's basically yeah. in the uh, Newcastle Entertainment Centre. It's a big department of education. Um kind of variety show concert thingy I guess and I you know got solos every year and uh, signed programs it was basically a touch of fame like you know as a team mm. and I think <laughs> and then I you went back to school and continued to be bullied and yeah, then you, like, yeah you go back to school and you know cop yeah. it sweet like every you. day yeah but you know like I think that that was a really amazing thing to, for you know young talent in this area to be able to you know perform to that amount of people and to you know have a week's worth of shows that you know Starstruck was the I probably still is so out of touch like that um, it was it was the social calendar of the year for the performing arts kids because. Uh, we are both yep. graduates of Hunter School of the Performing Arts. I was going to yes. say, was it like a localised young talent time? Oh, but on an epic <laughs> scale, like there were, 
It was like a it's an arena show, like a full Tina arena wishes. show with a full orchestra. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? With with like a full arena show, orchestra, choir, like all this kind of stuff. So it was great. Um, and then I, I that's that was my first exposure to Marissa. But the first time I met Marissa, oh, you're treating her like she's like an STI. She is. First, no, <laughs> she's amazingness. That's of on amazingness. my bio, yeah. Yeah, that's, it, that's it. Diva and STI of amazingness. <laughs> um, the first time we actually met was Year Seven Compulsory Choir. When the whole the whole year was just backing singers for Marissa. It was great. It was it was my favorite. Thing. No wonder everyone hated still, me. I still um, got it. We're I like, and it. I swear by the moon and the stars in the sky. Go, Marissa. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know any of the chorus parts. I just no. Know that's exactly. Like, she's like, I don't sorry sing my that. own backing vocals, bitch. <laughs> it's all good. So you've you've known from. I think it's fair to say from day dot that you wanted to be in music, right? And making music yeah. and performing. So talk to us about like the beginnings of all of it. Like when you were when you were when you were little Marissa and you're like, this is what I've decided. Well, you know, it was the singing in the room with the hairbrush or like a deodorant can, actually I preferred. Um and <laughs> yeah, like I don't know, I just I just um kept singing at every opportunity I could when I was 18 and old enough to be out and about I answered a an ad in the paper like the real life classifieds um for <laughs> like to sing to be a singer in a cover band so that was my first band and I was with them for years and was writing and recording and yeah just like um kept doing whatever I could really and um, she has the like, hustle folks she has the hustle. I she, do. She's, oh, she, if I did have got, the hustle, I she got the albums oh, out. Got them. She got the albums out. Have them with me, baby. She's all over it. You know me. I got yeah. you. I got Hi. you. Yeah, thanks. But the, the journey <laughs> has yeah. been the journey's been a long and winding road, hasn't it? Like, mate, as someone who, as someone who knows you, like it's you've you've done the um done the reality show thing well and truly, but. So I want you to talk to us about your experience in Australia first with, you know, being who you are and what you (laughs) look like and who, you know, and trying to get on these reality shows that everyone thinks is going to make them rich, famous and amazing in 0.2 of a second. (laughs) Um, I don't know whether or not, like, you know, because I do talk a lot about racism and stuff like that um, here and elsewhere. And with the shows like that, I don't know if that was necessarily my problem. Like they do tend to champion people, you know, like Paulini guy, blah, 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 like so many. But um, for me, it was always that Australia is like such a, those shows in Australia are such producer shows. So if you don't have a story, if someone doesn't have cancer, if someone doesn't blah, 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 then like you don't really have a chance. Um, And so you know, when I was auditioning for those things like forever ago, I'm not, wasn't at the time the kind of person to be like, oh, poor me. Like you, I would, you know, deal with my things by myself, but not, you know. When so what I, you're saying now, when Marissa, I was is up, you would make up a complete storyline just for yourself. And even who cares <laughs> if it's real or not? Yeah. Like I, I have a stalker. <laughs> but yeah. it is true. You go into these rooms. You go into these rooms, and as someone who's also done it, you go into these rooms and you you sing, and they go, "Yeah, yeah, amazing." Next round, yep, sweet, cool, cool. And you wait, and you hang around all day, and then they go, "You get to they go, oh yeah, um, everything's great. Like your voice is great, but um, we just need a little bit more of a, like a story." And you're like, "Do you want me to go cut my arm yeah, off in the car park?" Like. <laughs> They, t- they tell you at the yeah. end of the day, yeah, we just need a little bit more of a story. I'm like, well, Jesus, sorry. You could yeah. have told See, me that. Story. In, I just don't tell oh, everyone's going now. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. It's all right. I've really gotten everyone going. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is. But this is where we're going to lead because you took a left turn, baby, and you, you just decided, you know what? I'm going on The Voice. I'm going to the <laughs> Philippines to do it. It's happening. Tell us about that. That's 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 a boss move, babe. It's a boss move. Um, I have 
have always, like I said, just everything, every decision for me has been like career wise, but I, I mean, career as in love, passion wise as well, because it's the same thing for me. And um, look, I happen to be in um, America and a cousin of mine, oh, you're playing, oh, this is so fancy. Um, a cousin of mine told me there was an open audition for the first season of The Voice of the Philippines. Um, I was in New York, had no money. It was in LA. I called my dad. I was like, daddy, are we all going to chat for the voice of the Philippines, you know, and get to know the heritage and like stay with the family and stuff. Oh, you played up the shit. Like, really really <laughs> yeah. Thanks daddy. Um, really yeah. And then basically it was a, a day of like, it was an open call. Uh, it was their first audition for the whole thing. Um, and they kind of like did a culling process all day. So I ended up being like the last of six. And then they were like, okay, well, um, I think it was in September of like 2012. And they're like, okay, well, um, this is the first day of auditions. We don't know what's happening. We don't know when it is. Uh, we'll email you. <laughs> so it's kind of like, okay, what's happening? Good luck. And literally like, I know six months later, I get an email and um that was like be in the philippines for the blind auditions in two weeks and like i bought a ticket and bought a ticket quit my jobs blah blah and um and then i realized like i probably should have had my dad transcribe it for like in because it was in tagalog and i just saw lots of exclamation marks and was like i must have won <laughs> so lucky it was true because otherwise i'm I mean like Hey girls, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, and I, and I just did that and um, went over there on a kind of, I like to think I manifested it at the same time, but um, yeah, it was just one of those crazy things that I do to try something and have an opportunity. Chase you know? the dream, baby. Chase the was dream. Was it a positive experience, Marissa, though? Did you really? Yeah. Like, as a performer, I mean, every performer because loves to perform. Tell these but... guys who your coach was. Leia Salonga. So if you don't know, if you're not a big, okay, yeah, you guys don't know, great. Um, so the voice, the singing voice of Princess Jasmine and Mulan, yeah. um, and also massive on Broadway, so Miss Saigon, um, uh, the first Eponine, um, so like a massive big deal, um, like there obviously in the Philippines and internationally as well. Um, and like, um, yeah, so, um, I was so stoked and I actually like, yeah, she was the one that I would have wanted to have as a coach anyways. And like, you know, now she follows me on Instagram and Facebook and when that happened, I died. So she should. And so tell us a little bit about your battle as well, because it's pretty epic. If you haven't, if you... Go see, go and see that, that battle on YouTube. It's a pretty, it's a, it's a diva off, right? Yeah. Well, uh, Rada, who was my battle partner, was actually in a really famous, um, uh, kind of like pop EDM band group, um, in the Philippines and also like on the British scene, like in the nineties. So it was kind of like her, um, comeback kind of thing. So she was I was definitely the underdog, like that nobody knew of uh, or anything like that. And yeah, so it was really um, cool. It was just really cool. You know, we we had a great time and um, because it's the voice, I think different to the others, like you're still part of a team. So even after like I was out of it, um, you know, you're still cheering for your team and stuff. So it, it's not just like you're there as an individual. And also because I just went um, to do this um i and i didn't have to sing anymore i would just be out partying like all the time with all the, all the other marissa my, my best friend put, in the show did you put rada away no i lost it i lost she the lost. battle um yeah but i like i was totally happy with how it went i had a like i'm still it's one of my like the performances i'm most proud of because it's really hard to like have a performance that feel like not necessarily that it's perfect but feels perfect to you um and that you really like feel good about and for that to happen also while it's being televised and recorded is like um you know one in a million so i was just really happy with the experience and being there and um being able to spend time in the philippines um yeah 
And it's something and you can look back on when you're then. old and grey and go, hey, babe, look. I did I that. Was, I, I did that. I did that thing. I did that thing. I have but you've been say... doing that thing for ages. Like, <laughs> in the last, what, in the last 18 months, you've done chess as well. And rent. Yes, in Newcastle, beautiful. Yes, my fifth, like my fifth version of rent. <laughs> no one is whole. Yeah, I do know that. That one's in the Sydney Opera now. House, though. So yeah, that's that's, that's a boss special. move. That's a boss. She's moved on from the from the little Newcastle, well, not little Newcastle Entertainment Center, but you know, she's doing do an Opera <laughs> yeah, House Newcastle now. Big girl yeah. pants on now. I've got like some merch in the back. Where'd it go? Oh, it's fallen <laughs> down. It's a, we got a free pencil case. <laughs> Well, look. Thanks, Merch. See? Thanks, hey, at least Free something's better than nothing, baby. Remember the high school musical days? It's all good. We did. We did yeah. that shit. So, um, Marissa and I also worked together in the, I think it was the first one, wasn't it? That was the whole big reason that Disney came over to look at it. It was the first, um, oh. the first version of yes, high school musical that they'd ever done in an arena show was done here in Newcastle. And, um, you know, it wasn't we, supposed to be, though. Yes, we know it wasn't. There was yes. a bit of drama. So behind the scenes, <laughs> tea. Um, so we we the show we've been rehearsing for six months, right? Six six or seven months, and then all of a sudden we get this message. We're we're at the um we're at the at the entertainment center teching, and they're like, "Oh, the people from Disney are coming to watch tonight." It's like cool. telling us whether whether or not we can go ahead. <laughs> it's like the, the tickets have been sold it's just like okay no worries but that was an amazing experience too i mean yeah and then on. i've met like i'm since friends with people who were in the actual australian professional production of that yeah that was only was only on stage for like six weeks because of yeah maybe poor sales and they're like we hate you it's because of you and i'm like Sorry. We can't help it that we did it better here in Newcastle. I'm sorry. Uh, I went and saw it. I went and saw it on, on in Sydney. I did my part for. I did my part. I auditioned. Like, I auditioned for the Sydney one. Yeah, oh, it was like, so fucked. <laughs> not, not, the, not the production. The audition was fucked. So you'll love this. So we're doing like, um, you know, did the sing. There's an open dance call, which is like always my worst thing. And then well, I was, um, Maris I was, I was the... um, Marissa's unofficial um, dance captain. She's like, <laughs> what What do I do here? I need you to do Please this for me. Like, I got moved from like four <laughs> rows back up to in the finale right next to Marissa because she's like, I got no idea. I'm like, it's okay. I got you, girl. I got you. Um, but yeah, so like I was like the second worst person in the dance call but then they had us all line up in a line mm -hmm. hey um i did i uh, i might have like cut out a little bit sorry am i back yes yeah yes yeah <laughs> they had us line up in a line right single file so there's about like i don't know god 50 people whatever and they go like okay everybody show us your tricks and i was like <laughs> thinking um I'm like, I know this is not the right thing to say, but I've only seen Pretty Woman. Like, that's the only trick I know. Like, what is happening? Next minute, some <laughs> chick's going like, this is a double barrel handspring tuck backwards, forwards thing, and then does it. And I'm like, <laughs> so, so it's like the audition like, for Bring It On. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I'm pretty sure it. I could do a cartwheel for you. And they're like, it's okay. <laughs> So that was yeah, that's not Where's your triple back tuck, girl? Come on. Standing yes. <laughs> back, answering back tuck. Always the one. Yeah. You know? Whatever. You but you don't need, you don't need gymnastics at the moment because you're going straight out killer, right? Oh, yeah, I'm just yeah. like, I only do shows that like, oh, hello. Hello. Let's talk hello. about it. I want to know all about I am so, yeah. so interested to hear all about this. So please fill us oh, in. It's incredible. So it's about the story of, oh, Brooke, you might know all I about know, this. Actually. I it's know. It's the story. Everything. Yeah. We all love Lizzie Borden. Um, I love. Get that out. <laughs> yeah. So Lizzie Borden allegedly um, axe murdered her father and stepmother in 1892. And um, so this is a musical about that, essentially. So there's four of four actors. Um, myself, I'm playing Lizzie, and uh, my sister, uh, Lizzie's sister, 
um, the next door neighbor who is a love interest um, and the maid, the household maid. So it's um, like a, it's a queer story um, at those times. It's kind of like this, it's kind of like the thing where in historical times you're like, oh, so-and-so never married, but they had a companion till they like till their death. And it was a woman and you're like, I'm oh, lesbians. Like just let's be real here, you know? <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of like, you know, um, that kind they of historical, historical it seemed to be that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we're actually, yeah. We're actually getting Centrelink and single people. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of, yeah, it's really <laughs> dark and it's, so challenging that there, there was also kind of like whispers of um like abuse from the father and that's also what contributed to it and the stepmother was trying to get the daughters uh, out of the will so it's kind of it's a big yeah um dark and intrigue and I was going to say, because you could sort of play this both ways for a musical you could almost ham it up but this is obviously a very serious take on on Lizzie's story um no it's super camp it um is camp. yeah so <laughs> oh yeah so i think uh so the director made marsden who's this legendary um queer writer performer um actor just a total legend um we've already had some conversations about it we start rehearsals on monday actually so she was like you know with her and the md um victoria falconer they've they've kind of figured out language for us to help so they're like we've got a dial and it's the turn up the camp dial. So that's kind of like helping us go, okay, this is like crazy nutso, like music theater. And now we get to the serious parts where like you're free to be vulnerable and sincere and, and all this. And then like, there's a song called, oh my God, it's my favorite. It's called, why are all these heads off? I like, it's amazing. Yeah, Lizzie, why? And it's just like, it's rock <laughs> and it's just like, why are all these heads off? Dun, 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 right? Like, Oh, thrash it out, baby. So good. Yeah. Thrash it so, out. So um, I'm, yeah, I'm so excited. And the sing's amazing. It's like rock and big, high, screamy belts. Oh, I can't wait to That's just you, like, babe. kick everyone That's you. Yeah, yeah. So when, when is all this happening for people in Australia that want to, that wanna, you know, check it out? Oh, yes. Well, uh, we open on the 13th of January to the 5th of February. Um, we're part of Sydney Festival um, at the Hayes Theatre. So online, we're at um, Lizzie Musical Oz, AUS. But you we'll can tag um, it today you know, in the post. Follow me. We, we post follow the show. me. And follow Marissa if you need it. Just if follow just, me. Just follow her. That's all you need to know. Yeah. Well, I'm super excited. I, I was like, this smells like something I could get behind. When you announced it the other, like a couple of weeks ago, I was like, oh, that's amazing. I want to talk to her about that. So um, we've done it. We've I talked to her about it. Yeah, we did. We did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we, yeah, we got, we got weird friends. We'll fill out your audience for you. Um, so, I, I told them, I'm like, man, it'll be, well, Ali Calder, who plays my sister is also actually from Newcastle. Um, and she's amazing. She's she's played the alternate um, Elphaba in the Australian profes- Professional Tour of Wicked. She was in the professional Legally Blonde. So, like, she's epic also. And um, she's from Newcastle. So I'm like, guys, like, the show's just going to be Newcastle all day. Yeah, day. why don't like, you just bring it to Newcastle? No, yeah. Tour it down the road, Sydney baby. Festival, whatevs. Tour it down the road. <laughs> I know, right? Okay, are you ready, Marissa? I, told, I was like, you've got to stick around and play with us now. So we're gonna um we're gonna get into it. We're gonna get into the show proper with this week. Hot load of hot topics. Bruce <laughs> <laughs> is like WTF. I don't know what just happened. That's good. That's all right. Well, <laughs> just roll her. with it. I love it's it. Very much, Surprise. Very much the vibe of the show. All right. Um look, we'll try we'll start out with the depressing stuff. Um oh. Oh, let's, let's make it about, fun. Let's talk about this Christmas parade. Maybe not. Oh, God. Holy. It started out fun. It did start out fun, but what kind of individual, let's let's phrase it this way, what kind of individual drives to a parade of children at Christmas time? I like a criminal I piece there's, of shit that was escaping another have, knife at salt. You can have all kinds of feelings about, you know, 
religion and da 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 da. But come on, dude, it's Christmas. It's Wisconsin. It's like rural America. Um, so the story for that is though he was fleeing. So he was in a an altercation with someone, stabbed them, and was escaping that. So he didn't set out to like run down children at a parade. They just happened to be in his way. And he's Whoops. obviously a piece of sociopathic, psychotic shit that just didn't care. But what and is probably the world? Out too. But what is the world like? Where it's, it's like you know, it's a I Christmas. Pro- like I'm not, I'm not the biggest Christmas person in the world. But I'm not going to go and mow down like a parade route of children, you know, just to get out of crime. What's scary is, though, how many crimes has this person committed leading to this? This is what's scary is it's never just, oh, suddenly they do something crazy. Nine times out of ten, there's this trending pattern of violent crime involved in all this shady shit and drugs and beating people and whatever, raping women is usually a big one too, and they just keep getting let out. Go, Riss. This guy, yeah, this guy, like, okay, I already told Steve. I I don't really know anything about any of the topics for today, so I'm doing a Google as we talk. And, you know, this guy um, looks to be black, and I bet he's going to be done for murder, whereas something else we're talking about today did not happen. So (laughs) there's also that. Like, no doubt the thing is shit. No doubt. Yeah. That's just like, what kind of, what kind of a, we're going to go to happy Christmas news later, but, you know, that one I just, well, Marissa kind of, you know, dropped the ball on it. Kyle Rittenhouse um, has, you know, walked away oh. scot-free despite, you know, carrying a sort of semi-automatic weapon across state lines at the age of 17 years old. The Americans aren't here, so they can't argue that the problem isn't mental health. It isn't it's anything. Fucking gun laws. It's the fact that you have guns You're arming that idiots are available with weapons. to 17-year-old children and they're just, like, allowed out on the street at but 17. Guys, could you imagine being in the Macca's drive through on a Friday night if everyone was armed in Australia? We'd be fucked, mate. We'd be fucked Especially up. King Street. We'd Ooh. be fucked, mate. Exactly. <laughs> so you wonder, like, this is, I've gotten into this so many times with our American co-hosts who I love dearly, but I just can't see why the Second Amendment in 2021 still means so much. If someone wants it's to take over your country, they are walking in with fucking rifles from England. It's because of money and their, it's like, money. white supremacist idea of sovereignty and individualism. That's why. So they'll, they'll not let that go. Whereas Australia, like, um, funny enough that it was actually John Howard who brought it in, who obviously, like, super conservative. But, like, it's, it's but not still as, logical it's, enough to go, this is shit. Of, yeah. <laughs> Exactly. That's why it's so nuts that, right? Like, um, but here it's just not quite the same as that in that individualistic kind of way, right? Like, but this is my, this was my point to them. I think, like, it took Port Arthur for Australia to go, that's not okay. What, what is it going to take for them? to go, this isn't okay. Like, we've had Sandy someone nothing. walk into a kindergarten and just take out children. Like, do you know what I mean? But nothing is going to make it them nothing, change their like, opinion I, I on just, it. That blows my mind. It's, it blows my good. mind that you can't go. The problem is access to guns. If you don't have access to guns, then it's not like it can't happen, but it's already an illegal activity. Do you know what I mean? You're seeking that gun out illegally. You're already going to go to jail whether you get it or not. You know what I mean? It's just the the, the rate of gun violence here has, oh, you know, despite like the recent fines of all those guns in Sydney. Whoops. Um, but like the gun violence has dropped here so dramatically. I, I don't know. I think it's just sad. Like, I, like we talk to the Americans all the time. How do you prepare your children to, to walk out the door every day knowing you might not see them? You give them one. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yes, I, if they've got a gun, I've got a Duh. gun. Isn't that right? Duh. Imagine if Lizzie <laughs> Borden's dad had a gun. He would have been all right. 
you know? <laughs> he probably All did. Right. He just didn't say right Have you seen the crime scene photos on that shit? It would not have been okay. Yeah, yeah Lizzie's dad was not okay. <laughs> Especially <laughs> when his eye was over this side of his face. It's yeah. not good. My 12-year-old Googled Lizzie Borden, and it's the first thing that comes up. It's amazing. He has a full theory on that. He has a full theory. Don't Google it. Just save yourself. Your kid has a theory? Yeah, on the whole Lizzie Borden scenario. Oh, can we talk? (laughs) I'm doing research at the moment. (laughs) We'll hook you up later. I'll I'll hook you up with a a podcast later, Marissa. It's amazing. They did that. Amazing. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. All right, speaking of, let's talk about more murderous scum. Oh, okay. Brian oh. Lowry. Oh, oh. I'm so sick of talking about him. Um, so the autopsy has discovered, has concluded that it was suicide. No, shit, Sherlock. Huge surprise. dog was after him and he shot himself. Yeah, <laughs> huge surprise. Huge surprise that this guy killed himself. But my biggest issue is, and it's something that is prevalent in society, have we heard Gabby's Gabby Petito's name recently mentioned or is it all about this dude that killed her? It's all about him. It's, it's always been about him. about him. It's why she's dead because he was jealous and he wanted it to be about him, so he made it about He got his last him. little Naki hurrah. He got his little wish. <laughs> it's just sad, though. Like, I, and I know I had a go about it, and in retrospect, it probably wasn't in the best taste, but the reason why it got as much coverage as it did is because she was a pretty white girl with a, with mm-hmm. a social media following, you know? Yep. Let's not beat around the bush about it um but we're just perpetuating this grossness even further by you know ignoring the fact that this girl's murdered essentially well not in there we can't i don't have to say allegedly she he murdered her and she did she's not coming this to is, thanksgiving this is what we're focused on this oh. piece of trash and his family and all these conspiracy theories that he's still alive and that you know, rah, 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 they planted DNA to get him away and all of this. She wasn't Beyonce. Like, <laughs> but this Beyonce is, though, so, like, it, it's no surprise to me that somebody like him, because it sort of seemed like that whole relationship was very toxic, he had coercive control of her, that a, a narcissist would actually make it all about them. Like, oh, you're dead now, but everyone's going to talk about me. It's no surprise. I think it's gross. I've really, even us given it airtime now, like I know we have to talk about it, but like, ugh, fuck you, mate. Oh, look, I don't plan on talking about it much at all, unless, you know, aliens come down and reveal that Gabby is alive and the Queen and Princess of the And using the Demi Lovato wand in space. Yeah, Dem- unless we go full <laughs> Demi on it, like, you know, we break out our Demi wand and pleasure ourselves as we sing to aliens. <laughs> Stranger things have happened, guys. Stranger sounds things great. have happened. It this is. Would be the show Who kind of wants to buy the wand? Let's just show a hand. Look, I've got one on order. No, oh, there you go. Brooks go and Demi first. You I can't give Demi any more of my attention. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> I was a big, big Demi Lovato fan. I was like, you're like voice, voice amazing. Just shouldn't be allowed. She just on a little rash. She should come like, off the rails a little bit. She all right. Come on. She's not off the rails. I don't think. I don't think celebrity culture is conducive to being a person because like if you're at that level there's no there's no way and she like they sorry like a child star you know like there's no there's no mental health and like a famously horrible horrible experience you know she's i i was team demi all the way and then yes sorry thank you um I was team Demi all the way, watched the documentary, like the the Dancing with the Devil documentary. I'm like, yeah, I'm with it. And then she's, they started to sell the album through, like, I was sexually assaulted, da-da-da-da-da. Like, oh, look, weird flex. Attachment st- style straight away, completely weird flex from all that trauma. So it's no surprise that Demi... And then we go, so we go from like, but we go from honest and like horrible trauma, horrible, horrible trauma to... 
um, I'd date an alien if they came down here. And we can't call them aliens because that's offensive. I'm like, oh, babe. Come on, leave them alone. Come on. Take a year off. Oh, you've got <laughs> enough money. Just take take a year off. Go hunt aliens. Do your do your thing. Do your thing. Like, do your nasty. I'm not going to yuck your yum, but I don't think it needs to be on social media. That's just me. Because back in the day, there was no social media. And I think Tiffany would have really appreciated the fact that there was no social media. <laughs> have you guys seen yeah, this she video? She's rough in it. She drunk because so, I know um, someone Tiffany, who's coming. I think we're alone now, Marissa. Yeah, I think we're yeah, alone. Yeah, no, I know now. who it is. Yeah. Um, she Courtney yeah, Love yeah. is the best, is is as close as I can get to um, you know, describing. Even her vocal, like it's not, it's not a vocal. She wasn't um, in a place to be on stage. Like she, she looks, she not, looks yeah. messed up. Like she's out, and of it. she's completely out of it, singing a completely sad. different key, um, line delivery, whatever. And then in the beginning of it, she just starts screaming at the audience, "Fuck you! This yeah. is my hit. I've been singing it right." She weren't in a good place. And, and it's a just, shame, though. Like, this is what happens. Like, you know, we've all probably not to that degree where we just start screaming and audience say, I love you. it. But, you know, we've all had <laughs> shitty moments in our life, but it doesn't get, like, put all over TMZ. I mean, and yeah. Perez I mean, Marissa, and... you're, <laughs> you are a gigging musician. <laughs> and we've yeah, all like had you those gigs. We've all had those gigs where <laughs> things go really, really <laughs> wrong. But you are not. That's not really it, is it? <laughs> Mate, sometimes you just people are fucked, especially <laughs> audiences. And I do shitty. No, I won't say that. I do like cover gigs. Like this is that's nothing in comparison to like the level of ownership that the people think they have over you. So I like. I'm not saying behavior wasn't bad. Blah blah blah. I don't even know what the situation was, but I, did it for you, I just yeah. at the same time understand. <laughs> I also just <laughs> I understand like when shit goes wrong and i think that if if you're not a performer or not in those situations like um yeah or for example so i was i went platinum blonde for like five years and obviously like i have asian dark hair right and so it was like a you know every time it was like a five to eight hour process and i was like do you know what i get why britney shaved a fucking head because she has to sit <laughs> in this chair and in this burning chemical pain like month after month after month like yes like fucking burn it down shave your fucking head like that's yeah so that's my opinion. thank you for the segue <laughs> though, Tiffany. Because we are going oh back my... in time guys I'm so it feels like it is it feels like it's uh, the 90s again because britney and christina are having words Words what's going on with been... christina's tits yeah. before we get into anything and... else what the fuck is going on Look, there Everyone knows I'm a huge contouring. fan of titties. But like contouring everyone, bad. Everyone knows I love titties, but that's just fucking wrong. It looks like, like He-Man's pecs hell? just decided to fucking yeah. sit on her tits. It's like, like, <laughs> it's like not that we're judging people's bodies or anything. You know, <laughs> we would never do that on this show. But do you know what never. the funny thing is? That Britney is making Christina relevant again, and that's the whole situation. Well, look, to be fair, let's not shit on Christina. Like, let, I know that it's, oh. it's cool to do. Steve's, it's do cool you, to do. Do so. you put up little tiles for your own team, Steve's team, Christina, or do you? Just I'm not. Like, I'm team Britney. I'm team Britney. Um, but she she <laughs> is yeah. midway through her. Um, yeah, she is. She's she's trying to do her own little comeback thing, and she's looking. She's done the whole you know weight struggle thing, and she's looking pretty fire at the moment. Oh, I like she looks the amazing. Hair. I, just, I like the hair color. I'm down with the hair color. Get a, have a go at a makeup artist. So um yeah, Christina. So the whole issue is that um at the Latin Grammys, Christina was approached on the red carpet, um asking about you know the conservatorship ending and blah, 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 blah. Um, to which, at which point she, um, you know, turned to face her minder and then pull, pulled a sad face and said, I'm sorry, I can't. Her, and then her minder cut it, cut in and said, no, we're not doing that tonight. I'm sorry. And thank you. And, and she's obviously had instruction she, yeah. on that before. Yeah, obviously. That's why yeah. she sort of was like um, looking like, oh, is it okay? Yeah. Like, no. But then Christina said before she walked away, but I'm happy for her. So fair enough, yeah. right? Brittany was not having it, y'all. 
So Brittany has said, yeah, with a with a with a picture of Christina on the red carpet at the Latin Grammys, refusing to speak when you know the truth is equivalent to a lie. Thirteen years in a corrupt system, yet why is it such a hard topic for people to talk about? I'm the one who went through it. Exactly, though. She is the one that went through it. So is it like, yeah, Christina can comment on it, but was it the time and place? Like, you know, maybe she wants to do it in a way that gives it a little bit more dignity. She had, look. Oh, hi, I'm here to promote something else, but let's talk about Britney's conservatorship. She had previously when the concept, when this whole, you know, um, when the, the case was on and all that kind of stuff, Christina had done quite a lengthy post saying, you know, like she's, um, she supports Britney and she's blah, 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 all that kind of thing. But I think now that she's, like, free, free, she's going to loose cannon to take everyone fucking down. And yes, you and know what? More power. Go, Britney. <laughs> Fuck them More all power. Do it. But, look, we all want that We all want that Britney-Christina duet. Everyone wants it. Everyone wants to hear it. Do Everyone we, though? No. Yeah, no, babe. You know no. it'd be hot. But yeah. do we, even in 2022, do we need to still be? <laughs> do we need to still be pitting them against each other? They're for, They're not for people. Yes. But this is the nostalgia of it all. People kind of want that back. Like, oh, remember when Britney and Christina were competing? Oh, the memories. That's Mario yeah. Kart. It's our, it's it's our elder one. millennial selves going, oh, remember when things were good? Oh. When Jeannie in a bottle was everywhere. <laughs> Guys, remember when Nightmare was a thing? Oh, oh yes. Love. <laughs> love. Can you believe that it's the 30th anniversary of that game? Yep. Yes. Yep. We are no. officially as I've old never as it. us. I was going to say, never, Marissa's too oh, young for shit. Yeah. Like, I can't do it. <laughs> Marissa, I it came on a VHS tape. She's the, the same age in. as us, Luke. Oh, oh really? You don't need yeah. to. You don't need to dumb it yeah. down oh. for her. She's beautiful. <laughs> and it's like, I'm a ger- geriatric millennial, mate. Calm down. Yeah, she's <laughs> she's part of our crew. Okay, now, so you know what a VHS yeah. is. <laughs> I want to talk to you, especially. I want Marissa's opinion on this as well, because this week in Australia, some bars have just announced that they are taking oh. afterpay. As a matter, as a matter of payment for um for goods and services rendered, now as as a gigging musician again, Marissa, who spends a lot of time around the people that are probably drunk people, you know, yeah. seven seven drinks too deep. We've all been there. Um, do you think it's a good idea to give people, you know, <laughs> free access? <laughs> pay. I think she needs to afterpay. To be perfectly honest, no, no it's not a fucking not. good idea. Well, honest, afterpay is not even a good idea in real life. I'm like no. always on afterpay, and it's terrible. Like, so I mean, imagine it's now like, they're opening up to people with actual like, addictions. <laughs> yeah, oh, remember your oh, alcohol is a problem. It can get even better. <laughs> and Brooke, and you... like you know, even just having PayPal, PayPass like stuff where you can, <laughs> where it's so easy and you can't, you you don't need to remember a pin and shit like that. Like, oof. Uh, I just went through finance approval with Combex. They had to look at my three monthly statements. <laughs> Don't look good, man. I eat too much shit. There was way too many trips to like alcoholic BWS. beverages. <laughs> BWS. Yeah. You could just put truth. together like, okay, this person's not coping from this bank statement. <laughs> you can um, tell. <laughs> surely it raises a responsible service of alcohol issue too, right, Brookie? Yeah, it definitely, definitely does. Um, so as somebody who um, does own a liquor licence, have a liquor licence and uh, an RSA and I do provide bar services in another section of my life, I don't agree with this at all. The RSA gets called into question. You're giving people with addiction issues access and pretty much, you know, free access because after pay is a get now, pay later. And if you you can get yourself in a lot of trouble. And if you're already in trouble with things like alcohol, this is a really fucking bad idea. Mm-hmm. So it was brought up in um, in a group chat, um, this particular issue. And one of the team um, who's not on air today, she mentioned maybe, you know, making things like this available for groceries and things. Great idea. Fabulous. Love it. People who are struggling. All right. But people who are struggling and have alcohol addiction, 
They don't need shit mm. like this to be made available. Yeah, who's this to benefiting? Them. That's what you got to ask it's yourself. Not, hey, it's, it's the it's rich people okay. that own shit enough to pay. Like, yeah, I just I can't deal with it. It's not all right by me. It's so irresponsible and just a really fucking bad idea. Ugh. Um, can we? Can we I'm going to put forward another questionable idea. Heartbreak highs coming mm. back. Ah. Oh. Is it, I was going to say, is it now woke back high? Hey, they were pretty. They were pretty. Look, I yeah, know they were nineties woke. They were pretty good. But nineties Australian drama. They had people of color. They had. Remember Alex you know, Dimitriades? Oh. I was going to say, I loved Alex Dimitriades. Slipping off the seat oh, as we speak. Oh, what about what about Jurassic and Rivers? Oh, <laughs> bad boy complex. <laughs> Marissa likes a bad boy. Look at her. She's living her life. <laughs> I wasn't, I didn't super watch Heartbreak High. But I, you know, we, that, like, my I think we all just knew of it. TV. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, did, I did you actually it. watch it? You did? I watched, I watched it Heartbreak High. I, I, I watched it when it was on, but I never really was in it. Like, it's on I was Netflix, if you want to have it. Kind of boy. If you want to have a uh, flashback, <laughs> it's on. It's all on Netflix, all seven seasons. You can go, oh, my God. Oh, shit. The, I'm some like, of the acting. I like a young so man. That's my weekend now. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, speaking, so from bad guys to good guys, Terry Irwin has come forward this week because it is the 15th anniversary of Steve's death. That oh, wow. happened real quick, didn't it? Like, yeah. It's like, oh, okay. And, I remember um, when it so happened, yeah. Yeah, there's been... Lots of rumors around Terry about, you know, um, is she dating who, who's what's going on? She's been tied to like Russell Crowe and um, John Travolta, apparently. It's like, okay. (laughs) But she, so she's officially come claim, come through this statement saying, I keep saying this, and I think maybe 15 years later, people are finally starting to believe me. Steve was it for me. That's just the way it is. I had a big, big love, and that was enough for a lifetime. Ooh. Oh, oh, okay. Um, we can talk about that off air. <laughs> I thought fine. you meant Steve Irwin. <laughs> <laughs> we can talk about that off air. That's a bit of a um, first first time proposition on online, but you know, we'll oh, talk about Steve. that later. Are you going a little bit red? That's he is. Oh, Look. What? <laughs> what? But what do we think about Terry's statement? Like. I know it's a yeah, bit sad to think that? about, but do you, but do you be, do you believe in that once in a lifetime love that you know? Well, in her circumstances, let's be honest. Is she, yeah, is she going to meet someone that's ever going to be like Steve? She's never going to have that again in her life. She's got children with him, so yeah, it is kind of special. It's not to say she can't have companionship or love someone else again. It's just she's saying like, just stop the shit, like stop saying I'm with this person, that person. Like, it's no one's business but Terry Irwin's, to be honest. And, look, if she wants to go and get as much D as she likes, that's her business. Leave Get it, it Terry. Get that get Russell that D. I've got a soft spot for <laughs> Terry Irwin, and I don't know what it is. I, I don't know if it's the Steve Association, but she just seems like a very gentle, <laughs> she just seems like a very gentle, you know, very gentle soul. And, I, like, it's in this cold black heart, that kind of, it kind of makes you, you know, like, oh, oh, because nice. we, we can sort of see through the media. You know how they're trying people, to start this whole Terry you know, versus Steve but dad you know what I mean? shit. Like, it's nice like, to know Terry's that the villain. people do experience that, you know, storybook, you know, once in a lifetime moment in their lives. It's it's nice to know because you know, we terminally won't. single, terminal. Oh, where is where is he? Terminally single. Brooke's married. Ugh. Twice. Ugh. I've been married yeah, twice. Yeah, she's miserable. Though, it's all right. Ugh. Oh, I'm not <laughs> she, miserable. She I'm also married. terminally single. Yeah, man. <laughs> I, think it, I think it's something about our generation as <laughs> I love well. Brooke's that, so serious. You know I, mean? I think like, it's the hottest school of performing arts. Wait. <laughs> yes. Wait, wait, wait. We breed talent, but we also breed terminal singleness. <laughs> I singled them. Yeah. But do you know someone who <laughs> isn't single anymore or who may have jumped the fence, y'all? Santa! Oh, 
what's going on here? Are you ready for this? I love this story. And after um, I was able to post no, this story, after that picture after I, giving me flashbacks to like a After I got ball. a week's Facebook ban for <laughs> accidentally showing a nipple on someone's photo. Oh my in God, se- where was the nipple? I missed the in nipple. In September. <laughs> whose nip, uh, whose nip was, was it? it was actually a, a message to you. It was Tara Reed's nipple. Oh god! Well, maybe you deserve the ban. <laughs> so this, um, this this ad campaign comes from Norwegian Postal Service, and it's a four minute short film called When Harry Met Santa. Um, and it, it's a bit <laughs> cute. So it, it it um it kind of traces this, the the relationship of a man that catches Santa, you know, delivering presents, and follows their relationship throughout the years. Like so, he keeps catching him and then one year he sends a letter to the north pole saying <laughs> santa all i want for christmas is you oh cute but then santa um the next christmas the the his presents come through the mail so it's like oh, santa doesn't like me turns out santa had organized for extra help so he could spend more time with the one he loved and they kiss and at the end and it's very sweet because what it is at the end of the ad there's a little um you know postscript saying in 2022 norway marks 50 years of being able to love who we want to love what about mrs claus 50 years i'm sorry is she suddenly the polyamorous Polyamorous. Isn't that, it's do you think that's not really cool in this in this day and age? That, that like, hey, who? Ca- it's Santa. Like, probably the biggest icon in the world. <laughs> Santa might like to jump the fence every now and then. Yeah, but I'm that sorry. Who here's Santa's ever had a fantasy about kissing too. Santa? Yeah, Mommy? I. I <laughs> I'm a little bit. You were that little kid, weren't you, on his lap? No. No. <laughs> I thought you guys would be much cooler about this. No, I'm, I'm no, a little it's... bit creeped out. All right, do you want to know why? Because of the whole. I feel like this is a whole teacher-student abuse of power type of thing, and I'm just. I can't. He was a grown man. It's a grown man and a grown man. Nah, nah. It's, a, it's two it. power dynamics here. Choosing, choosing Does the other guy have a sleigh? No. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> dude, look, really I just, look at this. the photo. I, I, Older men, macking on. I think I it's lovely. Think, More power I mean, to your Norwegian Postal Service. I think it's great. I mean, I'm all about facial hair, but that's a little creepy and shit. All right. If you weren't with me on this one, you're really probably not going to be next with me on the oh. next one because we don't have <laughs> we don't have Vera. So I thought I would um jump in for this next Stevie segment. Now, Marissa, I think you may have to go because it's two o'clock. I'm really invested in this next part. <laughs> Look, all right, well, I'll come, but thank you for timekeeping for me. That's okay. I apologize already a... to my Kairos because I'll be late for my. <laughs> we usually have a segment um, called Vera Events where the lovely Vera gets something in her craw during the week and expresses it. <laughs> but this week we're going to change it up for a little bit for a section I'm calling Steve Steams. <laughs> oh, I'm angry. <laughs> I'm angry about it. So this week I want to talk about something that's just happened in Australia because it's an Australian-centric show. Um, There is a football player called Nico Hines who posted to social media a picture of him and another young gentleman that says, my guy with a a purple love heart next to it. A lot of people, you know, assumed and, you know, whatever that means, that this was actually his romantic partner. That statement was later changed to best mate, deleted, and rah, rah, rah. But more than that, we decided to go further and release a statement on this. Okay. This is what Nico's had to say. Hey, guys, I want to knock something on the head that has been brought to my attention over the last 24 hours. I want to start with saying that I have nothing against the gay community. I just want I nothing to do with support them. them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I posted a photo a few days uh, a few days ago with my best mate, and it has come to my attention that people have made out that 
that post was expressing that he was my partner, which is definitely not the case. He uh. is my best mate for 25 years and is happily in a relationship with his girlfriend of around eight years. Girlfriend, I'd, okay. I'd appreciate I'd appreciate it if you would respect this. I'm 100% interested in women. I did not touch cool. his pee-pee. Um, I think it's pathetic that we live in 2021 where we have to... To look at that right. post, I don't even really care. I just thought, yeah, they're mates. Like, who cares, even with the caption? Like, yeah, if you look at the original post, it does look like they're holding hands underneath the table. You know what I mean? A little bit. Or more. But my 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 thing is, who the fuck cares? It is 2021. Doesn't matter what you do for a living. You should be able to be partners with or, you know, whatever, thruple, da 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 as long as you're not hurting anyone or breaking any laws, you should be able to do whatever you want to do. Well, the fact he went on record and the to fact, post that. Yes, yeah. The lady don't there. protest too much, I think. I know. <laughs> but why is it anyone's business either way? As long as Same he's as getting as a D. Terry Irwin can get D. He can get whatever he I'm wants. All about like, like you, 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 you get a D, at, you get a D, everyone look gets Look back D. at these other football players that have come out. You've got Ian Roberts in 1995, mind you. That took some nuts, but it was after his career. Dan Palmer in 2020, and then Josh Cavallo, who is the soccer room, I think he is, that is the first openly gay soccer player and now has fears of going to other countries to play because, oh, yeah. you know, like... Because of his sexuality, he's been open with his sexuality. He's now fearing for his life while doing his job. Like it's twenty, it's nearly twenty twenty two. A rugby player that came out over years this? ago. Um, Ian Roberts. Ian, I just Ian said Roberts. that. Oh, sorry. Thanks sorry. for listening yeah. to what I'm saying. No, I was listening <laughs> because you were saying soccer, though. He was a football player. <laughs> yeah, I said Ian Roberts and Dan okay. Palmer were both sorry, football players. Sorry, so I missed Kamala's soccer player. Yeah. Okay. Does it matter in this day and age? Who you're dating and is it anyone's business? Well, clearly no. it does to TMZ and to all these other things. <laughs> and then why Why have such – the wording of the statement is very, I don't know. I'm a I, I just I was going to say, it's, it's kind of like – I have nothing against the gay community, but – But don't associate me you know, with them ever. But, <laughs> but <laughs> I'm normal, like, okay? We all know, we all know <laughs> for a fact, some of us, that – there are many, many NRL players that are in the closet. There and are many, their, many, many, everyone, many who are in the everyone, closet. Ev, that everyone's journey is different, but this horse shit of having to go, oh, I'm totally into women. Oh, I love pussy. Ah, oh, it makes me a man. <laughs> like, <laughs> sure, like, it's time to, it's time to let it go. And, I'm just going to let everyone go now because we're going over time. So yeah. thank you for joining us today. Of course, if you don't already follow the lovely, talented, and delicious Miss Marissa Sorokop. Where are you? Oh, you've done too many fucking things. I'm right here. I popped it up. Popped oh, it up. no. Luke's just added 700 tickers to the page. I couldn't find it. Follow Marissa <laughs> on all the social medias. I cannot wait to hear more about Lizzie and see you go. Is there blood? Is there going to be blood? Well, I don't know yet. We haven't started rehearsals. Demand blood, we'll babe. There has Demand to be. blood. Yeah. Demand blood. Like, Thank you for well. joining us like today. Full, like watermelon with us. I really just... appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> and we will see no everybody. Problem. We'll see everybody next week with the Americans because they're too full and too tired and they can't do a show for an hour. And they love That's genocide. Okay. They love genocide. <laughs> so we decided, Marissa, you got to come back. Oh, we'll just play that clip for her. Yeah, they do love genocide. And for this oh, reason and many fun. more, we have decided to burn their village to the ground and scalp them. Goodbye. <laughs>
that's a koala. I fucking love it, eh? Nice, mate. <laughs> Australia. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.